0: We'll two feet for thoughts this is stephen davis here and it is friday the 29th of september 2017 um our baby is due to arrive on the 4th of october so wednesday next wednesday um scheduled to have the baby taken out the womb unless the lord intervenes and brings the baby out before then but otherwise that's that's what's happening um but i just wanted to jump on quickly and just um Pick up off the back of what I was talking about earlier, and I just want to share a couple of my thoughts on the new album, um, All Things Work to get Together, ATWT. Um, as I said earlier, I am really you know enjoying the album. I've had it on rotation since Friday, since it came out. Um, several tracks in it that really stand out that I like, um, but I think all in all, I like the whole album, um, and that's kind of how I tend to evaluate. Um, whether I think an album is good is whether I will listen to it all the way through and won't feel the the need to skip over certain tracks or skip over an entire part of the album. There have been some albums where maybe I didn't think the whole project was as good on one half as it was on the other and so I may have had a tendency when it got through the half that was good that maybe I'd start to lose a bit of interest but um, All Things Work Together is one of those albums which I I will say allow uh, uh, manages to keep me all the way through. So I think it's consistently good. Um I guess standout tracks for me um would be definitely Wish You the Best. Um is one of the standout tracks for me Can't Stop Me Now but I like that track from before the album even came out. Um all, same goes for I'll Find You. Um Worth It is a song that I've had on rotation. I shared that one the other day on here Facts as well, heavy hitting tune, uh, Come and Get Me. Um but there, there are things about, it. oh, Broke, Broke, definitely, that's an anthem. I love Broke. Um, so there are things from all, from all of the songs, really, that I can pick out and I can say that I like, which is why I'd say it's a well-rounded album for me, because I like most of it. Um, now, what I did want to do, um, and this is tongue-in-cheek, and I am being facetious when I do this, um, and it's actually the main reason I wanted to jump on, um, is I wanted to do a Jesus Count for the album, not just a Jesus count, I always also wanted to do a God count, but I wanted to compare it to anomaly. Now, why am I doing this? Because many Christians who are gonna come, who are maybe those who are a bit more critical of the cray in his direction, that's probably what they're gonna be listening out for. How many Christian buzzwords are there per song? Is he talking enough about Jesus within it? And when I went through and I did the Jesus count and the God count, quite interesting results. So, <clears throat> first of all, anomaly. So, his previous album released back in two thousand and fourteen, the Jesus count for the entire album. So, the, enti- the amount of times you hear the name Jesus mentioned throughout the entire album is five times, and all in one song, and all in one verse, all in one sentence. That's in the song Fear where he says Jesus, 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 Jesus to all of my haters, for the ones who think I've forgotten and the ones who will not let me say it. Um, that's the entire, that's, that's all the mentions of Jesus in the entire album of Anomaly. <gasps> Shocking. Um, and the God counts in the amount of times he mentions God seven times in total. God is mentioned twice in the song Anomaly, once in Dirty Water, once in All I Need Is You and three times in Good, Bad and Ugly. So that is the Jesus and God count from Anomaly. Now, when we get to All Things Work Together, now it gets interesting. So when we get to All Things Work Together, which was released on Friday, here is the Jesus count for the entire album the jesus count is eight times so three times more than normally right and it's actually spread out throughout you know a sizable chunk of the album so once in always new twice in facts once in what you mean once in hammer time twice in can't stop me now and once in cry for you nah that's that's interesting right but here, here's the god count so this is the amount of times that god is mentioned throughout the entire album ready 24 times 24 times in the entire album lecrae mentions god and that's explicitly mentions god as in god mentions god notwithstanding mentions of lord notwithstanding um references to god metaphorically um or poetically or anything like that those are just you know word by word mentions so once in always new once in facts twice in blessings three times in hammer time eight times in come and get me twice in can't stop me now twice in i'll find you once in cry for you and four times in worth it now why do i even bother to mention this the reason why I bother to mention this is because undoubtedly many Christians who are critical of Lecrae in' his direction are probably thinking that with this project, he's actually straying further away from his Christian roots um, and further away from explicit proclamation of Jesus and God and Christian and biblical principle. And what I'm actually seeing just from looking at the, this, this word count, which is quite petty, really. Um, but just from that word count alone, you actually see that there is far more focus on God and Jesus in this album than there even was in Anomaly. And that's especially interesting because he said repeatedly that in Anomaly, that album was really about him wanting to be himself, telling everyone, I just want to be me. I just want to be me. And in all things work together, he said, this is me being me. Um, no shackles, no chains, unhindered, un- um unsugarcoated this is just him being who he is and not really caring what anyone says and i think most people um most christians who are probably critical of his direction would hear something like that and assume oh okay he's going to stray even further away from biblical content and he doesn't care what we think when an actual fact fact is somewhere in the middle he doesn't care what the world thinks about his profession of faith his blatant profession of faith and he doesn't care what Christians think who are critical of the direction that he's going in by making music that appeals to a broader audience. Now, that's not even taken into account all of the biblical worldview that is prevalent in the music. The, the album is full, it's, it's full to the brim, it's full to overflowing of the Christian worldview. And when we say the christian worldview we're talking about where it's not just um seminary speak it's not just theological terms it's not just christianese buzzwords it's not just g-o-d and j-e-s-u-s it's not just the word christ and throwing out there it's actually having the word of god the principles of the word written on your heart And speaking from that place and being able to talk about various issues and apply a biblical mindset and a biblical worldview to it. That's one of the reasons why I love the song Broke, because I think the message is so good and it's um, especially for people in the world who they're not used to hearing that kind of message. Being broke made me rich because it molded my character as opposed to all I need to do is make money. All I need to do is buy chains, get rims, buy the shoes, buy the clothes. That's the message they normally hear. But here in the song, Broke, Lecrae's sending a different message. Not having money and not being able to buy those things actually refines your character. And if that's not a biblical principle, I don't know what is. And this brings me really to the point I was trying to make the other day when I tried to do broadcast and I didn't really get to it. Um, is that I feel this album is important to me because it's almost the culmination of a journey that I've been on since early last year. So before early last year, so basically before he released Church Close 3, I didn't really follow Lecrae. Um All I'd really heard of his music was my wife had a couple of CDs in the car that had a few of his songs on it and what i'd heard of it i didn't really like i thought it was cheesy i thought it was corny i just didn't like the music um and this is coming from a guy that loves lamp mode like when i when i you know experienced my conversion to christian hip-hop <laughs> um back in 2010 it was lamp Mode recordings that i heard so Hazakim stephen a um eso timothy brindle shylin so these were the guys i was listening to um and for, for quite a few years, those have been the guys I've listened to for the most part in CHH. Um, so when I heard Lecrae's stuff, and, and I'm talking about the stuff which most people would say is the more Jesus explicit music, I just didn't like it. I, there was just some something about it I just didn't like. And I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. Um, and it w- wasn't until I actually read his book, Unashamed, that I actually figured out, for me why i didn't like it is, is like because in the book he says that that music he felt was being like the things he was saying about you know yeah we're gonna die for the gospel and all this sort of stuff he felt that he was speaking out of self-righteousness um that it was this very kind of pump our chest like almost we are better than you and if you're not riding with us then you're not good enough to ride kind of thing and he felt that that was from a place of self-righteousness And so when when I heard that, it was almost like, ah okay, you know, it's almost like there was something I could feel from the music that just didn't appeal to me as genuine. Now, when it came to church close three, when i first heard church Close three i heard it on the back of the controversy so oh yeah here's this guy lecrae you know he's changed the meaning of romans 116 on the reach records website and he's you know no longer wants to be known as a christian rapper and i was hearing all the controversy so i went into church clothes three um with that in the back of my mind and 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 i first saw the video the short movie that he made for church Close three which is several of the songs Strung Together, uh, which was uh, It Is What It Is, uh Gangland, Deja Vu, and I think Misconceptions Three were the songs that were all on this um all on this in this mini movie. Um so when I first started watching it was kinda of like, Oh, okay, like what well, like what's this guy on? Like what is he doing? And I didn't I like I didn't get it, I didn't get what he was doing. Um but what i did notice in the song gangland is i was like wow this guy can spit bars like you know his musical and lyrical ability really stuck out to me i was like okay i I can see now why this guy is kind of held up as the as the poster child i guess of christian hip-hop because in terms of his skill his flow and his ability he was top-notch as you know from what i gathered from that song um so you know that was my kind of my first Real introduction to Lecrae. Um And I guess things didn't really pick up again. Like I kind of listened to it I guess, on and off um, throughout the year. And I started to kind of, you know, certain songs I started to like. And um, at some point, I can't remember when it was, I went back and listened to Anomaly. And found that I really liked it. But I don't think that was really until maybe early this year, late last year. In between that, I read his book, Unashamed. And that really gave me insight into his heart, his direction, where he was coming from. And I actually found that I 100 percent agreed with a lot of where he was coming from, specifically his references to Francis Schaeffer and talking about, um, you know, uh, doing things from a biblical worldview. Um, That when I heard that, I was like, okay, now I understand where his heart is and I get what he's doing I may not have agreed with all of his choices and the way he was going about it, but I, you know, I got the vision and I was like, no, you know what? I get this and I'm gonna support it. And you know, I believe in what he's doing and I'm gonna support what he's doing. And here I am with this album. So this is the first album that I have bought as a fan. Um as a fan of his music and a fan of what he is actually doing now. Now, all that being said why i also feel like this is this album is a culmination of where i've been is like you know a lot of mind-changing perspectives especially in terms of what christian music is and what christian music should be what you know the secular sacred divide what that really means because one of the things many people don't know and don't understand is that the bible doesn't actually have a sacred secular divide in ancient jewish society and culture they didn't have a separation or a divide between sacred and secular you know to them that wouldn't That didn't make sense. It's one of the reasons why they also didn't have a word for religion like we do. Um, The closest word to religion in their vernacular would have been covenant. Um, But all of that being said, you know, they had the concept of uh, clean, common and unclean. um, But in terms of sacred and secular, as it were, not really. Um, So my views on what Christian music was and, and really what you could do with music started to change. And partly part of that journey actually began with writing an article for a website that i write for called a step uh wrote an article called what is christian music and it was actually in response to a video from a seventh day adventist preacher who was speaking against christian hip-hop or you know yeah christian rap and what have you and um you know back in the day like before i was even into chh I kind of bought into the whole G. Craig Lewis thing, the truth about hip hop. And so that that's one reason probably why I had a negative perception of Lecrae because I know that one of his songs, uh, G. Craig Lewis specifically critiqued in that series, but I didn't really make the connection back then. But uh, all of that being said, um, writing that article was really part of a journey for me to really examine, you know, what is music? What is Christian music and what should it be? Um, Coupled with that was, a um, an article that Grace to You Ministries put out about the Hillsong Ministry, and I, I previously um, linked to that video in a previous broadcast. So if you go back through the episodes, you should be able to find it. Where um, yeah, basically you went through their critique of Hillsong and their music and their lyrics, and you know it raised the question of how explicit do we need to be in our music in order to proclaim and glorify God. You know, if if scripture says that the heavens declare the glory of God without even speaking a word, um, if you can prophesy through musical instruments, so instrumentals can glorify God. If a donkey can glorify God, you know, then why do we um, assume that music is meant to be, you know, Christian music? Uh, All of it is meant to be theological treaties. Even if you go to the Psalms, you can't just take the Psalms. And get all of the theology that you want from the Bible, from the Psalms. It just, you know, you just can't do it. If you wanted to get a detailed description of the creation narrative, you couldn't get it from the Psalms. You could get bits and pieces, but you couldn't really get it. You couldn't get, you know, uh, an uh, ecclesiology from the Psalms. You couldn't get um, everything about the Messiah coming from the Psalms. Like there's there's stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. There's important theological and doctrinal points in the Psalms, but you couldn't get all of that stuff that people are saying needs to be in the music from there um and so like going through all of those thoughts and those changes really i guess has prepped me in my heart and in my conscience for this album and how i would receive this album in a sense that now i've come to it uh, i guess with my my conscience being refined a bit more to see things a bit differently and not be so sensitive to maybe you know things that I would have been sensitive to before um where maybe I would have heard somebody's songs and been like what is this like I'm just not hearing I'm just not hearing enough Jesus in this like where is God in this in this album and And this is the irony is that I think there is far more God in this new album than there even was in Anomaly that's the joke um (laughs) right now we're in this position where my wife she likes anomaly she's not sure what to think of all things work together um and you know she even said that point like i'm just not like i'm just not hearing enough god in this and i was like no you don't realize there's more god in this than there even was in anomaly you know um but that's uh that's a point that i really um really want to hinge on because you know that's that's something i think lots of christians are probably if they haven't missed it they're gonna miss it And what I mean by that is this, if we're asking a question, and I posted this on Twitter like several months back, we're looking at someone like Lecrae, and we're trying to find the Jesus, quote unquote, in his songs. And most of us, what we're looking for is we're looking for the Jesus count, and we're looking for the God count, or looking for Christ or Lord, or we're looking for words like justification, sanctification, atonement, um, regeneration, you know, hyperstack union, and um you know all of those kinds of words um else? uh you know active obedience passive obedience um church discipline like we're looking for the buzzwords and when we hear the buzzwords and we hear the theology articulated in a certain way that we're used to hearing it then we'll say oh yeah this is full of theological content the the word theology means the knowledge of god right So if we're going to ask a question, is this album full of theology, is this album full of the knowledge of God? The answer is equivocally yes, unequivocally yes, absolutely. And this is the, the challenge that I posed on Twitter, was how is it that theologians can comb through the Old Testament that does not mention the name of Jesus once, yet they will find Jesus behind every single verse, every single syllable. You will see theologians and pastors and preachers and teachers saying, here is Jesus, here is Jesus, here is Jesus, here is Jesus, David and Goliath. Oh, yeah, that's Jesus. And that's the devil. You know, um, joseph oh yeah that's jesus and the, you know that's the devil and moses oh yeah that's a typology of jesus and pharaoh is the devil like you can find jesus everywhere they can find jesus all over the place in the old testament but these same people cannot find jesus in a single lyric of lecrae why is that why is it you've become so adept at finding god in the scriptures But you can't see him anywhere else. You can find Jesus in places where contextually he's not even there. But you still manage to find him there. You still manage to find a shadow or a type of Jesus. But they listen to Lecrae's albums and they can't seem to find him anywhere. You listen to a song like Hammer Time and you're just like, why is he talking about MC Hammer? Why is he talking about hammers? And you're not hearing him saying things like, you know... Um, gosh, the lyrics are flown out of my you know, my you know, my God. Everybody eating if you're part of my squad. You know, I ain't perfect, I'm just purchased. You know, out here working on his hammer. Like he's talking about getting in and doing the work that we've been called to do out in the community, out in the world, and working to put food on his table. Um, he who does not work shall not eat. There are biblical principles throughout the entire album, and if you can't see that then this now raises the question. And this is, I guess, one of the central questions I wanted to get to. Sometimes we will evaluate someone's maturity and someone's knowledge of God based on the buzzwords that they use or based on their ability to re-articulate or basically repeat what someone else has told them. So case in point, um, I believed, past tense, that I had a good grasp of the doctrine of the Trinity because I could say Yahweh is um, in the one being whom is Yahweh are three co-equal, co-eternal persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I believe that because I could repeat that phrase verbatim that that meant I had a firm grasp of the doctrine of the Trinity. But that's not necessarily so. Because all I'd done is I'd learned from Dr. James White because that's what he would always say, and I learned how to repeat it. You know, I may have had an understanding of it, but it wasn't written on my heart in such a way that I could take that understanding and re articulate it to someone else in my own words in a way that they'll understand. That shows to me that you have an actual grasp of the word and that the word is actually written on your heart. It's not just information you actually know it and i believe it's in galatians chapter 3 where um where paul is talking about the law being a tutor uh, or a guardian And and the word in greek specifically is like a strict tutor to a child so it says when you are under the law you are under a tutor but now you are sons you're a son because you know your father not because you have a tutor who's telling you what it means to know your father Like, I like to think of it in terms of if you had a math tutor. Okay, so you had a strict math tutor over here who is teaching you, you know, this is how you do mathematics. This is how you do multiplication, division, fractions, decimals, all that stuff. Um, They're teaching it to you. But that doesn't mean you know maths. When you know math is when you no longer need the tutor because that stuff is just in you now. It's like someone gives you a sum and just like that, you can just work it out. It's the same principle with the word. You may be able to articulate biblical scriptures and principles and memorize and fire off scriptures like just like a machine gun. But if it's not written on your heart, you don't really know it and you don't really know your father. And this is what I'm finding with someone like Lecrae's album, this album, in comparison to say Shylin's Still Jesus. Shilin' Still Jesus was very much a response to what Lecrae and Reach Records are doing. um, And I guess critiquing what they're doing. And, you know, there were some valid points that were raised in terms of, you know, why, you know, okay, fair enough, you guys are trying to reach a broader audience, but why do you have to diss the church while you're doing it? I thought that was a valid critique. However, if I was to compare Still Jesus to All Things Work Together, this is how I would compare them. Still Jesus to me is like the gospel of Matthew or the gospel of John. And what I mean by that is that those gospels are are not the kinds of gospels you should give to someone who is either an unbeliever or a new believer. Now, some people say, "Well, what are you talking about? How can you not give Matthew and, and John to a new, uh, you know, to an unbeliever or a new believer? Maybe a new believer, but definitely not an unbeliever." And here's why. The book of John, John says, in the closing chapter in the closing verses i have wrote these things that you may go on believing in other words he's wrote, he's wrote this book to people who were already believers and they've been believers for a while he's writing it so that they will keep on believing keep on holding on to what they've learned it was an encouragement and an exhortation to seasoned believers in like manner matthew was written to jewish believers people who already had a knowledge of the things of god who would have known the old testament but they were coming from a jewish context which is why he's always dropping these hebrew words where you know he, he makes a point to go through the genealogies and trace the genealogy back the way he traces it he's making several theological points that jews would have picked up on so there's a context and an audience already predefined so there's language that those people are going to be familiar with. There's certain tropes, certain idioms that they're going to be familiar with. Um, and it's really us in the modern day who struggle because we, you know, we're not familiar with that context. We were never born into that context. We have to relearn these things. And that's what Shylin's albums in general are like. And Still Jesus in particular. It's, it's an album that preaches to the choir, if I want you know to use that phrase. It's speaking to people who already know Christianese. Who know seminary speak, but if you were to give that album to an unbeliever, there's so many things you would have to translate. There's so much that would be unfamiliar to them that it just wouldn't really engage. Now, you know, them it may be the case that there there are people who have, you know, been touched by it, who have been converted by it, and what have you. My personal experience, and this is just my personal experience, so don't you know, take this as gospel. In my personal experience, these kinds of things only tend to appeal to people who have already either been raised as a Christian or in a Christian family or have had or have been born again before. I have never in my experience seen that kind of approach work with someone who comes from either an atheistic background or just an agnostic background or just hasn't had a Christian background. It's always been a different kind of <laughs> I want to say almost more spiritual (laughs) approach rather than a um an intellectual approach, but that may not be the right phraseology. Um but my point is this. An album like Still Jesus is not an album that I would give to someone who is not a believer. All things work together is an album I would give to someone who is not a believer or is a new believer. And here's the reason why. The reason why I would give this album to someone who is unfamiliar with Christianity, the Bible, and the biblical worldview is because it communicates the biblical worldview without using, um, gosh, what's that phrase? Without using this particular word, and the word is escaping me right now, um, but without using Christianese, without using, uh, you know, Christian buzzword, biblical buzzwords, without using seminary speak, um, without using that, you know, babble that people just, won't understand if they haven't come from that background but the album is communicating the biblical worldview and challenging people to see things differently to look at the world through a different lens um and for for some people that may not be enough it may still be i like, know but the gospel isn't on there the gospel isn't on there i'll be real I, I i believe few christians even those who would drum that beat are actually preaching the gospel as Jesus would have preached the gospel Jesus preached the gospel of the good news he didn't actually preach publicly about the cross he didn't actually preach publicly um, the way that say many re- from the reformed camp would preach in terms of going through total depravity and you know uh, unconditional grace and limited atonement and irresistible rays and the perseverance of the saints i'm sure i got one of those wrong but anywho they wouldn't jesus wouldn't really preach the gospel like that but that's how most people nowadays would preach the gospel even the ray comfort way of the master way jesus wouldn't that wasn't actually the way of the master that wasn't really how he preached the gospel the gospel is the good news of the kingdom the kingdom of god was coming in other words god's status quo god's way of doing things was coming upon the earth and he was going to defeat his enemies and set the people free from captivity that they may worship him in peace and that his spirit may come and dwell within them and live among them and they would be his people and he would be their god that was really what the good news was and the cross was the means by which the kingdom was going to be inaugurated now do most people preach the gospel that way number one and number two what does that mean for the kingdom to come and what does it look like when the kingdom comes when the kingdom comes it's God taking humanity, redeeming humanity and making it what it should have been in the beginning. In the beginning, it was man in the garden with God cultivating the earth to produce something good and beneficial to all creation. That was really what the kingdom was and what the kingdom is meant to be. So when we have an album like All Things to Get Work Together, it's introducing someone to what the kingdom looks like. And what it's like to live in the kingdom. And also the struggles that we face in life. And how being a child and citizen of the kingdom. Gives you hope. That all things will work together for your good. For those who love God. For those who are part of the kingdom. That is really the central theme of the whole album. And yet people will challenge that and say. But I don't see the gospel. Or he did a song with Ty Dollar Sign. And Ty Dollar Sign is not a Christian. Even in that song. Because that was one of the points that Shine in particular, in his album, picked up on. or not in his album, but in, you know, when talking about it in that, uh, I believe it was his exchange on Twitter, where he said, uh, implying that believers and unbelievers get the same blessings is confusing. Well, no. When he says that, it actually sounds like he's the one who's confused. Why? Because in the song, what does Lecrae say? He defines it from the outset that the blessings are coming coming from God above. Yet the blessings that are talked about are very general. If you woke up this morning, it's a blessing. If you have food on your table, it's a blessing. If you have a house, a roof over your head, it's a blessing. And what does the word say? He causes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. The rain to fall on the just and the unjust. That's what the song's about. And Lecrae says it from the beginning. Listen, all those blessings come from God above. So even though you're saying it's a blessing, the challenge is still there. It comes from God above, but are you gonna acknowledge the one whom it comes from? That's what I'm seeing as the challenge of this album is it is presenting the biblical worldview and saying, this is a different way to look at all of these issues, all of these things. We deal with racial inequality too. We're dealing with white supremacy too. We're dealing with cancer too we're dealing with depression, we're dealing with betrayal, we're dealing with all of these things too, but this is how we deal with it in the kingdom of God. And that's why in many ways, even though I would say an album like Still Jesus is written, is, is I would compare it more to something like a Gospel of John or a Matthew. I don't think it's like that because of the content in terms of the depth of the content or even the maturity of the content. And this isn't to belittle Shailim because I believe the guy is, is, is deep, definitely a lyrical theologian and I've loved his albums, you know, but that doesn't mean that you have the same depth in terms of the word of God being written on your heart. I believe if you're able to take biblical principle and you're able to proclaim it to people in a way that and a language that they'll understand. If you're able to work as an interpreter of God's word, that to me says that you are far more schooled in the things of God than simply being able to spout off seminary speak. Because loads of people can spout off seminary speak. But how many people can go into the hood, can go into the ghettos? And can speak in a way that the people who come from that context will understand. Where well, you're communi- communicating the message, but they're getting it. You get what I'm saying? It, like the analogy that came to me uh, earlier today, because uh, I, I was I was watching. I've been watching documentaries, Genesis history. So obviously they're talking about natural selection and all of that. And they had this illustration of felines. You know, you had this original kind of mock-up of the cat kind, the feline kind, and then branches coming off going to the tiger the the lion the jaguar the cheetah the domestic cat all of these things look different they've all adapted to their environment and their time but they're all still felines and it's like that it's taking the word of god adapting to the time but it's still the same message it's still the same word it's still the same gospel it just may be packaged slightly differently for the right environment. But I feel like those who are maybe coming from the shy side of things are saying, no, we can only be lions. You can't be tigers. You can't be jaguars. You can't be cheaters. And you most definitely cannot be domestic cats. You have to be lions, you know, um, and I don't think that's right. And I don't think the fact that just because you're a lion, that doesn't mean that you're fit for every environment. That doesn't mean you're fit for every context, and that doesn't mean that you even know necessarily in depth in the way that you need to what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, I mean that was really my thoughts, <laughs> not just on on you know the songs of the album, but really everything surrounding that album, the controversy surrounding it and why it can be so petty um, and even somewhat ignorant to do something like a Jesus count or a God count because it won't necessarily tell you the weight of the biblical worldview that's flowing throughout the album. So an album like Still Jesus has Jesus in the title and has Jesus throughout. I'm sure if I did a Jesus count and a God count and a Christ count and a Lord count, it would be hitting the high numbers. But that doesn't mean it's any less theological than All Things Work Together. I think they are equally theological, but they have a different purpose. They have a different audience. Something like All Things Work Together is more like a Gospel of Luke or a Gospel of Mark. They're written in such a way that's a bit more general and they're written to a specific audience. So Luke and Acts was written to Theophilus so that he may know the truth of the things that he had been hearing about. So we're not even sure if he was a believer. Some people think it was written as a defense document for Paul for his trial. But the fact of the matter is um, that it was written to introduce someone to this world who hadn't who'd maybe heard of it, but didn't quite know all of the details. Um, that's really what this kind of album is like to me, and that's why I would recommend it and give it to someone who wasn't an unbeliever. And just to close, to share a story um, about, you know, in relation to this, was when I was uh, dropping off one of my cousins home from visiting uh, my mother's house. So I had, um, I think, I had a normally playing in the car, um, in particular, it's a song, Dirty War. And you know, it just—it wasn't really loud. It was just like it was there in the background. And my cousin was kind of, you know, he was listening, and he was just like, "I haven't heard this guy swear yet." And bearing in mind, my cousin, like he, he him and his, his siblings, they lived in Ghana, so they practiced the Ashanti religion, very pro-Africa, very pro-black, uh, very anti-Christian, right? Um, but he was listening. He was listening to the song. He's just like, "I haven't heard this guy swear yet." And I was like, "No, he doesn't. He doesn't do that." And he was like, Seriously? Like like nothing at all. I was like, no. And he's just listening for a bit longer. It's just like, interesting. He's actually really good. Like, you know, and it's like, what's his name? It's like, oh it's Lecrae. And his brother was sitting in the back seat and he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, what's his name? I was like, oh, yeah, this is La And it's like, Oh, where's he from? It was like, Oh, you know, he's originally from Houston, gave a bit of his background, a you know, a brief breakdown, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, he's a he's a you yeah, know rapper who's also a Christian. Um, and it's just like interesting but the the fact of the matter is that it got his attention right it got his attention and it was what was surprising to him was here was a guy who was able to rap with ability without having to use profanity and that you know when we talk about standing out from the world and being different from the world and shining a light and all that stuff here was Lecrae on the, on the album Anomaly in the song Dirty Water. And that was enough of a witness to say, wow, here is someone who can talk about the things that he's talking about and not swear once and do it skillfully. And that caught his attention. And believe me, there is very little else like that has caught his attention from the Christian worldview because members of my family, we've, we've all tried like we've all tried in various different ways to kind of maybe not beam over the head with it but at least kind of challenge his views on it but he would always push back hard but here he was and he was happy like he wouldn't like there, there, there was a time he wouldn't even step foot in a church first time he set foot in a church was for my dad's funeral um but before that when it was my wedding day he wouldn't step foot in the church you know he wouldn't wouldn't even cross the threshold he's like nah, i can't do it because like his belief was that strong it's like i can't you know, in conscience I can't step foot in a church building um, but here he was happy to listen to a rapper who was a Christian and all because he didn't swear and it stuck out to him that was a light shining in darkness and that to me signified here is an open door and here is an opportunity for someone to take light and shine it into darkness because all truth is light all true truths come from christ so every word of truth that is on this album is light shining into the life of someone and this is one of our problems as christians is that we assume that the body of christ is monolithic and therefore everything that's attached to it must also be monolithic in other words The body of christ looks the same everywhere and everything that's attached to it must look the same when in actual fact that's not true first corinthians 12 romans 12 they both tell us that there are many different limbs with different functions the body is not monolithic therefore everything attached to the body is not monolithic we have different limbs for different functions and for different places and the when we will truly find christian unity is when someone like a Lecrae and someone like a shylin is able to look across the table and say, what you're doing is necessary for where you're doing it. When we're able to do that, that's the place, that's the point in which we would have reached Christian maturity. And that is Feet for Thoughts. <music> You don't mess with don't